please join in hymn number 536, Once in Royal David City. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Welcome today to our Sunday celebration of Mass. Today we celebrate one of the great Christmas feasts, the Feast of the Holy Family of Bethlehem and Nazareth. And it's heartwarming to think not only that God comes into the world, but that God comes into the heart of a human family like all of our families. Please remember in your prayers of today's Mass, George Taylor, who is very seriously ill. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord of mercy. Lord Jesus, your Word of God made flesh and splendour of the Father, Christ of mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth and the life, Lord of mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We pray. Thank you. 
let us pray. O God, who are pleased to give us the shining example of the Holy Family, graciously grant that we may imitate them in practising the virtues of family life and in the bonds of charity, and so in the joy of your house, delight one day in an eternal reward. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. A reading from the book of Ecclesiasticus. The Lord honours the father in his children and upholds the rights of a mother over her sons. Whoever respects his father is atoning for his sins. He who honours his mother is like someone amassing a fortune. Whoever respects his father will be happy with children of his own. He shall be heard on the day when he prays. Long life comes to him who honours his father. He who sets his mother at ease is showing obedience to the Lord. My son, support your father in his old age. Do not grieve him during his life. Even if his mind should fail, show him sympathy. Do not despise him in your health and strength. For kindness to a father shall not be forgotten but will serve as reparation for your sins. The word of the Lord. from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. You are God's chosen race, his saints. He loves you and you should be clothed in sincere compassion, in kindness and humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with one another. Forgive each other as soon as a quarrel begins. The Lord has forgiven you. Now you must do the same. 
over all these clothes to keep them together and complete them, put on love. And may the peace of Christ reign in your hearts, because it is for this that you were called together as parts of one body. Always be thankful. Let the message of Christ, in all its richness, find a home with you. Teach each other and advise each other in all wisdom. With gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms and hymns and inspired songs to God. And never say or do anything except in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, give way to your husbands, as you should in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and treat them with gentleness. Children, be obedient to your parents always, because this is what will please the Lord. Parents, never drive your children to resentment, or you will make them feel frustrated. The word of the Lord. of Christ reign in your hearts. Let the message of Christ find a home within you. reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. After the wise men had left, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother with you, and escape into Egypt, and stay there until I tell you, because Herod intends to search for the child and do away with him. So Joseph got up, And taking the child and his mother with him, left that night for Egypt, where he stayed until Herod was dead. This was to fulfill the words, this was to fulfill what the Lord has spoken through the prophet. I called you, I called your son out of Egypt. After Herod's death, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother with you and go back to the land of Israel. For those who wanted to kill the child are dead. So Joseph got up, and taking the child and his mother with him, went back to the land of Israel. But when he learnt that Archelaus had succeeded his father Herod as ruler of Judea, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he left for the region of Galilee. There he settled in a town called Nazareth, In this way, the words spoken through the prophets were to be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. The Gospel of the Lord. In celebrating the Feast of the Holy Family today, there is an inclination and a temptation 
to elevate them to a, a space that is beyond us, unrecognisable, unlike anything that we could ever know. To think that perhaps the wind didn't blow on them, to think that they were somehow protected from all of the difficulties and trials of a normal family life, to feel perhaps that they are a royal family that have privileges and, and things that uh, uh, raise them up. But that would be to misread things. The family, this holy family, in actual fact, knew the difficulties of family life and perhaps more than most families as well. A child arriving with no home, a birth not quite in the open air but not far from it, a child in mortal danger from armed men who want to do this child harm, the life of refugees uh, who live in a foreign land fleeing for safety, a family who lose their child for a number of days with all the heartbreak that would come from it, a family that will know the death of a son killed as a common criminal. No, this is not a protected family or a family that doesn't know the trials of life. This is a family that knows all of the uncertainties, those fears for the future, the dangers, that sense of life that is on a nice edge. And of course it reminds us of the very mystery of the incarnation itself, that God himself truly becomes a man, truly enters into the world that he creates, and truly lives the life that many other human beings have to live, embraces all the weaknesses and trials of life and raises those things up and redeems them. God comes on earth, takes a life, has parents, lives as a human being amongst us. But of course there is something different about this family. How could it not be otherwise to have the Son of God living in the heart of a family? What must the quality of their life have been like? What must their relationships with one another have been like? They must have shone out amidst all of those other families. What must their life of prayer have been like? There is something at the heart of this family that is obviously not at the heart of any other family, that God is in the very heart of this family in human flesh. This family must have been transformed like no other family has been transformed. But the New Testament is silent on this fact, leaving it just to be a great mystery and for us to speculate and wonder at. But this family itself would have known what every family knows, joys and sadnesses, successes and failures, and trials and disappointments. This family would have known laughter and tears, it would have known sickness and death. It would have known marriages and births. It would have known the toil of work. It would know, have known hunger and plenty. It would have known justices and injustices. It would have known the greatness of the sp human spirit and the pettiness of human beings. It would have known moments of reconciliation, but also moments of division. It would have known honesty and dishonesty, it would have known the changing fortunes of life. It would have known laughter and songs and celebration. And it would have known times of mourning. It would have known all of the things that all human families know. 
In the heart of this family, though, and in the heart of the human family, God comes to embrace all human life with all its troubles and with all its joys. Today we know that it is not easy to be a family, but we know also that it has ever been thus. Husbands and wives staying together, families trying to love each other with all the different personalities that belong to a family, having enough money to pay the bills, keep your head above water, the worries of how uh, young children will turn out, illness in family life, addictions of all sorts and kinds, looking after elderly relatives, unseen disasters that come along that you could never have saw, and of course not go off kilter, marriage breakups, children and young people losing their way in life, people with no goals. These are all the trials, aren't they, and the difficulties of human life in a family. But there remains in all of us a belief in family life, that somehow we know it's intrinsic to human existence. Those fundamental relationships matter in the family. Parents and brothers and sisters matter. We are all bound together. Our lives and our futures are somehow entwined, sewn together in a mysterious fashion. By the love of God, we are all joined together. Our parents, our grandparents, our brothers and sisters, our cousins, our aunt and uncles, all of these people matter to us in our life. The truth, of course, is that families don't come in that sense from nowhere. They certainly are things that we are born into, but family life has to be worked at. They are strengthened families by the great sacrifices that people very often make, especially parents and grandparents. But families have to have ideals, hopes, ambitions and aspirations. If they're only seen to be a loose group of people who are somehow gathered together just by blood, then they certainly will not realise their potential. But families can be very important to us in our own life, the launch pad, if you like, for life itself and to be a better human being, a more accomplished human being, that will be the end for all of us. Families are given to us by God for a purpose, to shelter us from troubles of life, a place to be secure, to grow up in and thrive. Human relationships which we learn in the family are all important to the relationships that we will have later on in life with other people. Relationships that we have in the family will sustain us in life. They will make us, they will, we will find in the relationships that we have with one another in family, friends beyond friends. In this celebration, in this feast of the Holy Family, we celebrate God who comes into the human family and is born as the child of Bethlehem. God came into the human family and lives among us in Nazareth with his mother Mary and Joseph and all his families that were all his family relatives that were around about him. We cannot pass over this fact that somehow the coming of Christ himself is not just vaguely into the world but into the human family. And in the human family 
there is somehow a blessing that is given by that very fact. What we ourselves find in the family is that God himself comes to us in a special way in that place, in the heart of the family, with all its difficulties, with all its joys, with all the things that a family is, that God is there in the middle of our life. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate to the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In this Christmas octave, on this feast of the Holy Family, we pray that the mystery of Christ's birth and his coming amongst us may continue to bring us joy and peace. As we continue to celebrate the birth of Christ, we pray for lands that know no peace, that the feast of the birth of the Saviour may turn minds and hearts to thoughts of reconciliation and harmony. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious hear us. For families at this time of year, that they may be even more united with each other. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious hear us. For families that are experiencing great challenges at the present time, for courage and strength to be able to endure, persevere, and stay together. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious hear us. For all who feel that they have lost their way in life, that the light of Christ may illuminate the darkness of the world and guide them to the right path. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious hear us. For the victims of the bombing in Somalia and for the survivors in hospital. Lord, hear us. Lord, for all who have died, especially Peter Mullen and all that we are asked to remember. Lord, hear us. Behold before us the past and the present. Behold before us the desires of so many hearts. You who are the Lord of human history and the Lord of every human heart. Be with us, Christ Jesus, eternal Son of God. Be with us. And we ask this through the same Christ, our Lord. Please join in hymn number 155, Away in a Manger.
pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. We offer you, Lord, the sacrifice of reconciliation, humbly asking that through the intercession of the Mother of God and Saint Joseph, you may establish our families firmly in your grace and your peace. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, your word through whom you made all things, whom you sent as our Saviour and Redeemer, incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin. Fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people, he stretched out his hands as he endured his passion, so as to break the bonds of death and manifest the resurrection. And so with the angels and the saints, we declare your glory as with one voice we acclaim. Therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them, what is beautiful, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. 
Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and saved from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb.
Join in hymn number 614, Silent Night.
Let us pray. Bring those you refresh with this heavenly sacrament, most merciful Father, to imitate constantly the example of the Holy Family, so that after the trials of this world we may be share in their company forever. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Just to remind you that for the New Year's Day, it's the Feast of the Mother of God, and there are two Masses here in the parish, one at 9 and one at 11, so uh, hopefully you'll begin uh, the New Year uh, well with the celebration of Mass that day. Uh, Also the day before, uh, there'll be a holy hour of prayer in the evening, uh, if you want a wee moment of quiet reflection uh, here in the church, uh, there'll be prayers and readings and a few wee kind of reflections as well. So, so please join us for that if you can. That's at seven o'clock on Hugmany. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, number 501, O Come All Ye Faithful. <laughs>